What in the heck is happening to the real estate market? Welcome to Common Sense on the Prairie, a podcast dedicated to helping you demystify the sometimes complex topic of money. I'm Adam Cox, head of wealth management for the First National Bank in Sioux Falls. We're a community bank based out of South Dakota. In this podcast, we share expert insights from around the country and stories from our local community to arm you with the tools you need to make better financial decisions. Because the truth is, the more we talk about this stuff, the better off we're all going to be. Today, I'm joined by Danielle Konechny and Ryan Dean. Danielle is a broker with Fisher Sisters Real Estate here in Sioux Falls and has been in the industry for more than 15 years. Ryan is the mortgage manager at the First National Bank in Sioux Falls and has been in banking for nearly 20 years. Our home can have an outsized impact on our balance sheet and can therefore have a huge impact on our ability to retire comfortably. So it's critical that we make smart decisions with our real estate. And that's why I'm thrilled to have both Danielle and Ryan on the show today to help us make sense of all this and to keep us honest. This was an awesome conversation and I hope you find it as interesting and timely as I did. All right, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining me, guys. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah, right. thanks for having us. This All is right. wonderful. Before we dive in, let's start with a little icebreaker. I've been into music my whole life, uh, so I'm always interested to hear what other people are into. So <laughs> you can start first. Uh, oh, Ryan, I'll start. Ryan, what's your favorite kind of music? Well, you know, uh, you put me on the spot here, but I would say that if, if you look at my XM radio, I've got everything from uh, hair rock, <laughs> hair nation, yeah. to classic vinyl, to country but at the end of the day, it's the classic rock guys like Steve Earle and okay. uh, Bob Seger, guys like that is my ultimate go-to. Okay. Yeah, Very nice. Definitely. Interesting. I was thinking you're maybe a smooth 90s R&B guy or something. <laughs> no, 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 no R&B, no rap. Okay, Unless right. I'm at the gym, then we get the rap. Oh, music. sure. Yeah. 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 So. All right, Danielle, what about you? <laughs> I'm more uh, like very old school. I like the oldies. Okay. Now, yeah. Does that mean 50s or is that 80s? Because like, world Oh, now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. <laughs> like it, that dynamic's changing yes, when I has. listen to that radio station. Uh-huh. It's not like 80s stuff, but I'm like 50s, 60s. Okay. Very yeah, nice. Like oh, the very golden cool. oldies. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's good. Interesting. So we've got uh, uh, hair rock and we've got uh, oldies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's, Interesting what, what's yours? Ah, I am uh, totally into like bluesy country. So uh, country with an electric guitar that there would you go. like in a bar, it's like a small bar yep. with cigarette smoke. Like that's, that's yep. kind of my music. I, I listen yep. to everything, but yeah. That's my go-to. That's yeah. a, the Steve Earle sound, I guess. Yeah, get yeah, yep. exactly, exactly. All right, so we're going to talk about housing today. Um, number one, because that's what you two do. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, it's crazy right now. Um, it seems like it's absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, number three, it's like housing decisions are really, really big decisions that we all make yes. personally. And it's one of the, frankly, the biggest financial decisions that we can make. So, um Let's talk about the market a little bit. So the things that I hear, the things I see, I see situations where there's, there's multiple offers. There's people paying more than asking. They're waiving contingencies. They're waiving inspections. So, Danielle, I'll start with you. What is happening out there right now? Oh, so I think there's like a little bit of a mix of what's happening out there in the market. And here's why. Obviously, the inven- there's a housing shortage. So yep. the inventory is very low. So it creates a very interesting dynamic. What's What we're seeing a lot of is a lot of multiple multiple offer situations okay and then people waiving stuff yeah whether it's waiving the appraisal waiving the inspections waiving anything that they can to make their offer more appealing okay then on the other side of that there are also people that are trying to capitalize on the market sure so that's where 
you know, people are like, well, how come my home didn't sell the first day on the market? Well, <laughs> because you really did take advantage of the the price range that you priced your home in. Sure. So they might be overpricing their house. Okay. And then buyers have a little bit more flexibility in their offers when mm. something's been sitting for a week or two. Yeah. And a week or two, in all reality, is not a long time to be on the market. Yep. At all. Yep. But when things are selling within minutes or hours. Yeah. That's a long time compared to what your neighbor is selling. Sure, at. sure. That makes sense. Ryan, what are you seeing? Uh, very similar things. Yeah. Uh, we have seen a lot more cash transactions than we historically okay. do. Um, so from our financing standpoint, we see a lot of the things we've been seeing, you know, the the regular down payments, conventional financing, customers, affordability hasn't been a real big issue with some of the price points that we see the financing at. From what I've seen, it's been the influx of cash and the cash transactions. Okay. And I think a lot of that is buyers from coming from out of market. Oh, um, okay. People moving in from out of state, just the growth of the population of Sioux Falls. Yep. Okay. And I'll add to that. I think that some of the local buyers have had to become more resourceful to compete with those out-of-state buyers. Oh, so they're they're, you know, receiving funds from family, like the family will purchase it. Okay. And then they'll finance it once it goes into their name, Yeah, you know? Okay. So they just have a little bit yep. more, they could be a little more proactive and compete. Sure. Okay. So. Yep. Ryan, has this last 12 months been about as busy as you can remember in this oh, market? absolutely. You know, in the 2010, 2011, into 2012, uh, it was a big refinance opportunity. Yeah. Uh, the purchase market was not as strong as it is today. Okay. So over the last 12 to 16 months, we've had a very, very strong refinance market doubled with a a very strong purchase market. Yep. So it is definitely, in my opinion, the busiest we've ever seen in many, many years, may not ever see again. Sure. Perfect storm with the interest rate environment the way yep. it's been. Okay. Um, piggybacking on that, what is causing this this boom? Daniel, you mentioned there's people coming from out of state to, to purchase and Ryan, you just mentioned interest rates. Is it as simple as just interest rates and a few people wanting to move here? Or is there something else going on? Well, you know, in 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 speaking with economists, we do a lot of research, speak with a lot of economists. I mean, they're kind of going, there's not a lot of predictions to be made because of like COVID. How would you know that that would ever happen? Right. Those types of yep. scenarios. Um, South Dakota being the fourth most popular state to move to suddenly. Mm -hmm. Nobody would have ever predicted that. No. You know, so I think that there's a little bit of a curve there. The one thing that um, there's a Dr. Yoon, he's an economist that we listen to and he does these uh, talks so people kind of know what's going on. He said it's kind of like it's not an emergency now where the housing situation's at. It's yep. kind of chronic. They've had a housing shortage in 2014, then they had a housing shortages 2015, 2016, and it just has piled up and okay. now it's a big situation. Okay. So that's kind of what they're, what he's saying, you know, it's not going to go away our housing boom for a while sure. because we have years of catch up to do. So it's not like in his opinion that the market's going to go down next year. Right. Unless, you know, there's something unpredictable, like a very high spike in interest rates or something like that. Hyperinflation mm -hmm. or something of that nature that yep. really drives things. Yep. So you think we have too few homes? For sure. Yeah. Without a doubt. Okay. Yep. So I think that's just like having the housing shortage for years on end and then suddenly being a yep. very desirable place to move. Yeah. Nobody could have, you know, piled those things on top of each other and said, here's where we're going to be today. I, I would agree. And mm -hmm. I think yeah. the, we obviously deal in single family 
mostly single family residential homes, but your multifamily rental units, there's a supply, there's a shortage right there sure. of, yeah. the, of that now too. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, Danielle, you mentioned um, prices. Uh, and so I just read an article the other day that nationally home prices are up, I think 23% year over year. Um, and Ryan, you mentioned hyperinflation. So and this isn't just a Sioux Falls issue. This is kind of a national issue, isn't it? It's it's an, a, a national issue. And I think they call it the big migration because yeah. there's some states that their, their housing's not going up mm-hmm. and people are going to other states for, you know, whatever reason they find desirable to, yep, yep. to move. So I think there are some major areas that are being hit like we are with the same type of issues. Sure. Yep. Yeah, definitely. With the growth of Sioux Falls, we're beginning to act like a larger city okay. with our economy. Yep. Um, Des Moines, Omaha, Kansas City, Denver, Minneapolis, we are seeing those same trends. Mm. Whereas historically, I think when we were smaller community, we were like some of those other areas that aren't seeing that growth yep. like we are right now. Yeah. So, which is very fascinating because we are growing. And the thing I hear a lot now is Sioux Falls, such a big city. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's amazing. Yeah. I've lived here my whole life. So yep. for people to start saying Sioux Falls is a big city is right. kind of funny. And they're like, the Sioux Falls is just getting too big. We're moving to Lenox or yeah. we're moving to Baltic or, <laughs> yep. you know, some they people still like that small community yep. feel. Yeah. Yep. So, which is great because those communities are now thriving as yeah, well. Sure. I think yep, yep. it will pose some maybe infrastructure issues for them as well. Yep. You know, Harrisburg's had a lot yep. to catch up on. Yep. Um, but I think it's good for the community as an overall. Yeah. Drive to Lenox or Parker at 5, 530 in the afternoon and the stream of traffic is, mm. it's steady. So it's interesting. It? Yeah. yeah, it is. Okay. So let's talk about first time home buyers and new home buyers. I mean, I hear about this market going crazy and the price is going up so much. So Danielle, I know you deal with a lot of young buyers too. Are they being priced out of the market? In comparison to last year or the year before? Yeah. I mm. mean, the, it's it's very interesting when prices go up 25% for housing, but their income hasn't gone up 25%. Yep. Yep. So I think that's where the big- uh, Sticker shock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could be. Yep. Also, um, First-time homebuyers, they rely on a lot of people for information. Yeah. And a lot of people feel like they should also give unsolicited advice. Sure. So when you're taking a first-time homebuyer and then they go to buy a home and their their father or somebody like that comes along, they're like, that's a bad deal. You need to offer less. Oh, sure. You know, so the, yeah. <laughs> it's like there's a lot of educating them yeah. up front about what the reality of the market is. Yeah. And anybody that is going to be making that decision with you needs to be there okay. to understand what's going on with the market because they're already missing out on offers. I mean, there's buyers that are like, we've written five to 10 offers and haven't gotten anything. Mm, yeah. So if you don't do that educating up front for them yep. and whoever's making the decision with them, yep. It's going to be a long haul for everybody. Sure. Okay. Um, Ryan, something you and I talked about the other day was the amount of apartments that are going up around yep. Sioux Falls. Yep. Are young would-be buyers choosing to rent rather than buy just as much for lifestyle reasons as economics? Or I, I think that's true. Uh, we've had several customers over the last 12 months who have removed themselves from the market. You know, they were house shopping, yep. got frustrated weren't finding the right home, weren't finding the right options for them. And so they're choosing to rent. Okay. We also have a young, lot of young professionals in town that they like the amenities mm. of a lot of these new apartment sure. complexes yep. coming up. They've got the swimming pools, they got the community rooms, they've got workout facilities. Yep. They're 
building these in ways that are attractive to people that, you know, they want to travel. They want to have the freedom to do what they want to do and not be mowing the lawn on Saturday. They want to head out and go see the world, go backpacking in the Badlands or uh, go to Minneapolis. Now that we're getting out of COVID, the world's opening back up. Sure. There's a, there's a very large amount of people that want to have that freedom. Sure. We're seeing that trickle up too. You know, a lot of people said, uh, as far as millennials go, Mm -hmm. that housing was not, it's just not a priority for them. Like it used to be, you know, it's like get a house. It's American dream. Everybody have a house. And now we're seeing that kind of trickle up as well. Cause Hmm. so many people are interested in condos and it's all age categories. Okay. It's all demographics. It's everything. Uh, People just love the lifestyle of not having a lot of responsibility. Sure. Yeah. I hear about that a lot with people who spend a lot of their time in Sioux Falls, but also have a winter home somewhere. They don't want a house to take care of here in Sioux Falls. They want a place where they can just come home and not have to mow the grass and have to worry about any of that stuff. Yeah. And it's amazing because then they're like, I have a gym right in my building yeah. and I have, yeah. you know, they like a bar in my building. I can parking. get coffee. Yeah. Got an elevator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's, some of those are pretty sweet setups. Yeah. So. yeah. This is a, a little bit different take on it is the amount of people that are living in RVs and campers. I've heard that. And yeah. that is even changing the dynamic of home ownership, I think, across the nation. Sure. We, were, we were camping in the Black Hills and the amount of people with young children and retirees that are living out of their campers just absolutely blew my mind. Wow. Yeah. I couldn't imagine raising kids in a 40 foot RV, (laughs) but, uh, you know, God bless them. It's hard enough in a house. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, talk of this market kind of makes me think back a little bit to the housing crisis and the buildup to that, um, 08, 09, that crisis was in large part caused by easy credit. So, uh, no documentation loans, no ability to repay those loans. If you wanted a house, hell, if you wanted four houses, you could get approved yep. for it. I don't think we're seeing that today. It seems to be it's more cheap credit than easy credit. So, Ryan, from from your chair, do you think people are going to get themselves in trouble in this market, or is this is it different? I think this is different. Okay. Um, I the homeowners that I see purchasing today. When I see those transactions come through, I don't have a lot of fear that they're buying houses they can't afford. Okay. Now, I think some consumers are going to have decisions to make as we move down the road, just with what it costs to live in general. Yeah. Property taxes, what we pay for cars, clothing, prices at the grocery store, things of that nature are going to impact life decisions. But as far as the affordability of their houses, I've not seen that getting stressed from my seat, from what I've seen. I think the nice part for a real estate agent (laughs) is, and and I don't know as much about the lending side is, you know, a few years ago, people were maxing out their loans and then they're asking the sellers for credits. Yeah. You know, I need three grand or five grand or 10 grand from the seller to make this deal work. Okay. It's really nice for a real estate agent to see your client buy cash or have 20% down and, and have it as more of an asset than, you know, than they would before. Cause if something yeah. happened in their daily life, something mm-hmm. happened to, you know, one of the homeowners or they lost their job or something, right. they'd have more flexibility because their home is an asset. Yeah. And that's, and I like to see that sure. side of it. People aren't on the, on the edge financially as much as they were before. Yeah. yeah. And Danielle mentioned this earlier, the amount of sharing amongst mothers, moms and dads to children, grandparents to grandchildren, the wealth sharing that happens in today's world is definitely different than it was 10 or 15 years ago. Interesting. I see a lot of families helping their children 
get into homes and things yeah. of that nature yeah. okay. much more than what we used to see, okay. you know, years ago. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about refinancing for a minute. Um, I've heard of all this refinancing activity and whenever I hear about a wave of refinancing, that makes me a little bit nervous from a personal finance standpoint. I think, uh, oh, oh no, are people taking money out of their houses and using it for vacations, for boats, for cars, for things like that? Ryan, we've done a lot of refinancings at the bank yeah. recently. Is that what you're seeing or are people just looking for better interest rates? Well, I would like to say that we've seen no refinances of people taking that money and okay. buying boats <laughs> yeah. and buying the things that yeah. you just mentioned. Yeah. Um, have we seen that? Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's going to happen. Uh, by and large, I think a majority of what we're seeing is people remodeling, okay. um, doing things of that nature with, with the cash they take out yep. or they've had life events happen that it, it's an appropriate decision. Maybe there was a medical event in their life or yep. there was a loss of employment, something like that, that caused some personal debt buildup. Yep. And this has given them an opportunity to restructure that debt. Okay. So provided they make good decisions moving forward, I don't think that's an issue okay. doing that. Yeah. But are there a certain percentage of borrowers leveraging up and buying toys and yeah. maybe spending that money that you would say, you know, that may or may not be the right decision. Yep. Yeah. Of okay. course there is. Yeah. Okay. Danielle, what do you think will cool off this market? Oh man. <laughs> I think that's a long haul. I don't yeah. think that's like a instant fix. I, the two things that I keep thinking of in my opinion that would change the dynamic of the market a little bit yep. is, um, well, maybe there's three of them. Um, but one would be the interest rates. If the interest rates went up really high and and we've had great interest rates for so long, Mm -hmm. I'm not a lender. I don't exactly know how that works, but so many people have been able to benefit from these interest rates. If they went up, I think that would be a shock to a lot of people who haven't, you know, didn't buy back in the eighties and nineties. Right. Um, so that would be one thing, uh, to, uh, if we suddenly started to overbuild, Mm -hmm. which I don't see happening because Builders are having a hard time getting materials yeah. and land is yeah. not opening up as quickly as developers yeah. would like. Uh, the third thing would be if one of our major employers went out of business mm. or moved their company. Sure. Yep. So yep. I said two, but I really mean three. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I think could potentially happen. Sure. What about you, Ryan? I'm, I'm in agreement with Danielle. I think one of the, the last correction you could say maybe the Sioux Falls market had was in the late 2000s. Um, and we had, if if I look at that, we had so much lot inventory on hand. And if I look at it today and I don't have hard data in front of me, but I just don't believe we have the number of bare lots to build on. So I think as those builders can work through that in a prudent manner, I don't see that being a real, a big issue for us this time around. And, uh, one of the big concerns we have is student loans. Um, when you look at that Mm -hmm. under 35 crowd, there's just an enormous amount of student loan debt yep. out there and how the federal government chooses to deal with that moving forward. I don't know. I know there's yep. a lot of conversation happening. Right. There's been some decisions at the um, Federal Housing Administration, FHA, that they are now reducing how they're going to calculate the, the the debt to income that they're using for student loans when oh. it comes to mortgage financing. So they're trying to do some things to ease that and okay. make that a little more uh, huh. beneficial for the borrowers. Yep. But I think that's one big issue for the younger generation that we got to deal with. Yeah. And then it's, you know, what can happen in the, you know, the, the world yep. that causes a recession, yep. you know, what are those great unknowns that 
you don't see coming, yeah. a, a COVID type right. situation that you just don't foresee. Yeah. You never see them coming. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. Danielle, if people are going to buy in this market, what should they be prepared for? It, I can sum it up. Yeah. We, when we meet with buyers, there's two pre-appointments that they need to go through in order to purchase. Okay. Just so we know that they're prepared and they're not, you know, getting run around and there's a lot of drama involved. Yep. So just kind of sum it up is, is that you're really going to have to put your your best foot forward. Yep. We really like to make sure people are comfortable with their payments. So okay. this is huge. So if you're starting, if you want to buy at 500, start looking at 450. Yep. Because you're going to have to be asking more than asking price. Sure. So we always want people to establish amazing relationships before they even start buying. So meet with your banker multiple times and meet with your investment banker. If you don't have either one of them, call me right away. Yeah. And we set them up. Yep. And that all has to be done before we even work with them. Okay. So they're not running around looking at houses, one, they can't afford, or two, they're not comfortable with the payment. Sure. Yep. You know, because a lot of people are also going through multiple life changes. Like yep. they're not only buying a house, they're like having a kid or getting married right. or, or, you know, whatever it happens to be. Yep. So there's a lot more dynamics going on that they're not taking into consideration. Sure. So we just want to make sure that they're making wise decisions so they can make a really smart house purchase. And probably be prepared to act quickly. And act quickly. Yeah. Mm. I mean, we tell people over and over again, if one of you are not readily available at all times of the day to look at something, it's going to be an issue. Yeah. Like our team, we have six agents licensed. Any realtor on our team will show any buyer at any time to get them in there and get the offer done. And that's how we're really competing against a lot of other agents. Okay. What a wild market. Ryan, from a financing perspective, anything different from your perspective? I, you know, I concur with Danielle and and meet with your bankers, meet with all the people that are part of the decision-making process and patience. Yeah. You have a lot of patience and uh, keep your phone handy and be ready to (laughs) be ready to move at a moment's notice. And, uh, you know, if you do fortunate to get a house bought, you know, I mean, watch YouTube and maybe pick up a paintbrush and a a hammer because finding handymen or people of that nature to help do some of those home remodeling projects, they're tough to find too. So I think it's a, it's a journey. So for sure. Yeah, this is probably the first market that we're like have a plan A, a plan B, and a plan C. Because oh, the dynamic changes as they go through the process. Yep, yeah, exactly. You know, like they start to reconsider all their options and become more resourceful. So yep. that's, I mean, I've never had to have a lot of plan B and plan C in other yep. markets. Yep. Well, Diane and I kind of tried to dip our toe in the market here recently, and we were little shocked at what we found. <laughs> so we went back to the sidelines. So, yeah, it, I think a lot crazy. of people do. They either, you know, people dip their toe in and they either say like, this is not for me yeah. or there's a reason that we are full in and we're going to yep. make this work. Yep. And there's no, there's not a lot of like fence sitters. You're not yep. really in the middle of that. You're yep. either in yeah, or you're, you're out. in or out. Yeah. Oh, wild. Um, if people want to learn more about you guys, um, Ryan, you're on our website, fmbsf.com. Danielle, where can people learn about you? You can go to fishersisters.com okay. and all of our resources are there. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you both for this conversation. Mm. Thank I you. Really it was appreciate a lot of fun. It. Yeah, this is yeah. awesome. Was great. All Thank right. you. I hope you found this helpful. If you did, please subscribe and share with your family or friends. If you have a topic you want us to cover in future episodes, send us a note through our website. And... If you're at the point where you want an expert opinion on your finances, reach out and we'd be happy to start a conversation. And remember, 
Any comments, insights, or strategies discussed on this podcast are intended to be general in nature and therefore may not be suitable for you and your situation, whatever that may be. Before acting on anything we discuss, please consult with your attorney, CPA, and or your financial advisor.